Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of Mental Priority. I'm your host, Austin, and for our second episode, we're going to have our first guest come on and talk. Today's guest is one of my teammates, my roommate, but much more than that, one of my good friends, Caleb Kenny. Caleb is a sophomore out of Richmond, Virginia. We were both a part of the same recruiting class, so we came into Holy Cross together last year. And with that, we both kind of experienced the same things when it came to making adjustments, coming into college, or moving away from home, you know, stuff like that. Um, I really appreciate him for being my first guest on the podcast. You know, when I first kind of floated this idea out, he was one of the first people to show some interest in coming on and sharing his his story. So I really appreciate him because, you know, with him being the guinea pig, it wasn't perfect, but I think we got a lot of good stuff out of it. So without further ado, let's get to it. Caleb, welcome on. I appreciate you coming on the show. No doubt. I also appreciate you having me. So let's just jump into it. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself, kind of talk about your journey, uh, kind of discuss any mental battles you've come across uh, up to this point. Okay, so um, I started playing basketball kind of late. started playing around eighth grade year. So before then, I was playing football. Uh, that was really my passion, but I got hurt, and then some other stuff happened. So I was like, all right, let me start try and play basketball. And... Um, Early on, I wasn't really taking it seriously. I didn't start taking it serious to maybe 10th grade when I was like, okay, maybe I could be a little good, you know, go to college, play basketball a little bit. Uh, high school ended, had a good high school year, got some offers, got to D1. You know, that was really the goal after I started really trying to put in some work. And, you know, my freshman year was very up and down, had some highs and had some lows. They were all really good experiences, but like, you know, the mental fortitude you have to have that freshman year of college playing Division One basketball is very different than anything I had to experience in life, you know. That was really the first time I had to start paying attention to my mental health because I would just have days where, you know, I was depressed, very sad, like didn't really want to get out of bed, didn't want to go to class, didn't want to play basketball, just really didn't want to eat sometimes. Just had a lot of negative thoughts going on with me, you know, and I didn't want to, like, put out into the world while it was going on, but it was just very hard, you know, to not feel alone. So I really started focusing on my mental health, just trying to find little outlets and little avenues to take my mind off of, you know, the mundaneness and the stress of what I was doing in life, you know, whether it was reading, trying to just get out and connect with friends more, just watching TV, whatever it was, you know, just take my mind off of it. So I'm doing better now. But it is nice, you know, to have this platform or this opportunity to share my story and to let other athletes know, you know, they're not alone in their respective journeys. So kind of talk about, um, I know for me, we're both pretty far from home. Uh, I know that transition from going, I'm from Texas, so that transition going from Texas, coming to Massachusetts was kind of a little bit of a culture shock for me. what about for you? Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Uh, what it was like transitioning from, you're from Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's what, eight, nine hour drive. Yeah. Uh, can you kind of talk about how that transition played into maybe your mental health a little bit? Yeah, it was it was definitely tough. You know, first time being away from home, being away from family, and just, you know, trying to understand a whole new world on my own, really. You know, having a, had the responsibility to go to class, on my own, you know, make sure I'm doing everything I have to do on top of, you know, trying to be a peak athlete and being that far away from home where I can only, like, call my parents. I may see them two or three times a year, 
you know, really no opportunities to go home because you have off-season workouts and extra practices and you don't get the regular breaks that all other students get. It's just, it's very tough. And I had to understand that I had other people on the team who were also going through it and try and rally with them so that I didn't feel as alone. But it's, it's very tough. You know, the stress on your mental health, if you don't check it and try and find ways around it, it will definitely hurt you. Mm, 100%. So you talked about ways of kind of helping your mental your mental health. What was probably the best way that you, or the best thing that you did that really helped improve your mental health? I would say putting everything into perspective. Like, I don't understand that's not really like a easy activity to yeah. do, or to, you can't just do it like you can read, or you can go go for a walk, but really just stepping back out of, outside of my own self mm-hmm. and looking at the situation from a 30-foot view, or 30,000-foot view. Just because while you're in it, it's very hard to understand like how all the pieces connect and just like how grateful, like how blessed we are and how grateful we should be. But you know, once I actually stepped back and realized you know, I was still living out the dream that I had for myself four years prior, and just being able to still work through it and grow every day allowed me to understand, you know, hey, like, you're going to have some bad days, but you got to take the bad days with the good days and just try to keep going, just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. no. Gratitude for me was, you know, that's something that definitely helped out, mm-hmm. you know, um, regardless of how I did in practice or anything like that, what I was going through. Something that really helped me was just being grateful for where I'm at because mm-hmm. you talk about three or four years earlier, I was praying for this. Yeah, you know, um, definitely. So, yeah. yeah, the biggest thing for me, like that, I realized, and I realized it really very recently. Like every time I felt that I felt down, like my mentals were being challenged, I just thought about like how sixteen-year-old Caleb would feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like just starting to take basketball serious, exactly. still raw in my game, like understanding that you can play college basketball, but it may not be what you want it to be. And then like senior year, still not having the looks that I wanted. You know, no D one offers at one point, so. You know, you really just got to, for me, I can't speak for everybody else, for me, I really had to understand, you know, what I have went through and my past wishes and how I have been blessed with those now mm-hmm. for me to remain, like, grateful in my situation. 100%. You mean, you mentioned, like, your 16-year-old, 15-year-old mm-hmm. self, you go back then, that 15-year-old self is proud of you right now. Yeah, exactly, you know I mean? bro. You know, I know for a fact, younger me would 100% be proud of where I'm at. Because I remember where I've been, so. Exactly. So I know this, viewers don't know this, um, you're a political science major. Yes, sir. Can I talk about what kind of went into that a little bit? Because I find it interesting. Okay. So um, eighth grade year, or eighth grade year, I had to apply to a specialty center for my high school. So every high school in my county has a specialty center. Some is like for tech, some for humanities, mine was for leadership, government, global economics, which for four years, they just kind of drill you on like how to be a leader, how to interact with people in a government standpoint, you know, how to think critically in those aspects of the political realm. And I mean, ever since I was 14, that was really just what I wanted to do. Like, I got in, thank the, thank the Lord. And for those four years of high school, it just grew my, um, grew my wanting of it. I was like, it's really hard to articulate, but like, it's just something that I've known that I've wanted to do for a while. Mm-hmm. So like now, like to be in college with a, as a poli sci major and working my way towards that goal is 
it's definitely nice. It's gonna be hard though, but like I'm excited. So yeah, that's another thing that really helps is kind of know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, actively having something to work on outside of basketball yeah. is, is really helps mentally. Yeah. That pays. That plays into the whole idea of like having other avenues. Because oh, like I can come back and I can just bury my head in a book mm-hmm. or like worry about writing a paper. Or read about Thomas Hobbes or whoever yeah. just because like I understand that that's also something I'm passionate about and my life isn't just strictly basketball mm-hmm. I have other things that I do enjoy exactly that's that's really hurt me last year is I didn't I had no idea what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, you know finding kind of sports psychology has really helped me distance my not distance myself from basketball but uh, allow me to kind of turn my head from it a little mm-hmm. bit you know because um, we're practicing for what three four hours a day yeah. you know, extra workouts stuff like that so having something else to kind of focus on really helps out you, t- you kind of talk about um last year freshman year um we were both freshmen so we both know how rough it was <laughs> kind of talk yeah. about i guess what your you know if you want to what your lowest moment was oh yeah uh that's a good question so we were in conference play like four games in and we had just gotten back from Lehigh. It was like two in the morning. It was one in the morning, one thirty in the morning when we got back. I had played four minutes in the first half, didn't get back in the game. It's just distraught. Had this was like the culmination of four or five games that I just didn't play well and I just didn't play a lot. And I I was mad at myself and I was frustrated with it all. You know, it was winter break, nobody's on campus. I'm the only person of two people on my dorm floor. It's just so many other things that are that are weighing into the whole situation. It's the winter. It's getting dark at five <laughs> o'clock. Like it's, it's just a whole it's bunch just of it's a lot of factors going into this. And like two in the morning, I woke up by the bed because I couldn't sleep. And I went to the hall bathroom. Nobody was in there. Nobody was even in school. I just cried, cried for like thirty minutes. And then after I cried, I wiped my tears away. And I said, "All right, now you have a choice." If you want to keep crying or you want to start playing better. And it, it's kind of weird because, like, a week later, I got – not I, but, like, our team got COVID. Mm-hmm. So guys were in the, were in the hotel. I was one of the only people who didn't get COVID. I was That's one right. of five people who didn't get COVID. Right. And I got my shoulder brace off. So it allowed me to work back into having no mm-hmm. restrictions on my shoulders and on my arms. So they paid off well, like – the COVID break did, but oh, yeah, but that that was definitely my lowest moment, man. That was uh, that kid would be proud of me right now for sure. Oh yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. You know, I mean, there's kind of this little stigma behind men and crying a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm a, I believe that it's every once in a while it's good to get it out. It helps. It bro. helps out a hundred percent. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's okay no. to be sigma every every other time, but yeah, we could cry just a little you bit. No, there's sometimes things just get too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Things get you know just pile up. It feels like you're suffocating. It's okay to get it out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being on the phone after we went to Colgate. You know, we were mm-hmm. down thirty. I didn't get in anything mm-hmm. like that. I remember being on the coming back here, being on the phone with my mom and just just crying, just letting it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like I couldn't help it. Right, no, it just it just starts to happen, and you can't do anything about it. You can't stop it. Yeah, you don't have to. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. There's no problem bro. with that. Right. Uh, you kind of you mentioned your injury. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't, you know I've never been too hurt or anything like that. Thank God. Um, 
But did that play have any, you know, effect on you mentally? You know, I know injuries can do that. Coming, so this was three months into college. Well, if you count the summer three months, this was our first month being here with classes. This was like two, three weeks in. And I went for a rebound, came down the ground, shoulder went in, and then came back out. So I had a subluxation. And I couldn't move my, like, arm above right here for a while, like, without it hurting. So I had to just go through a bunch of rehab. But from the mental health aspect, man, those were the longest six months, six weeks of my life. Just because, like, I felt like I had no purpose at the time. And this is how, well, this is what I was talking about when I say, like, I had to learn how to have a separate avenue between basketball mm-hmm. and life. Because I felt like, okay, if I'm not playing basketball, what am I doing? Exactly. Like, I'm going to class, yeah, but it's still, like, the first three weeks of class. I'm still new, still trying to understand how college classes work. And just, like, now I'm not doing what I've been doing. What I, I got a scholarship to come here to do, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it now. So what am I supposed to do? Exactly. And it just just played with my mentals. I felt like at times, like, there was, I, I had no reason for being here. Like, I just got sad, very moody, like... It was definitely a bad time. Yeah, I feel like every athlete, some way, at some point, comes face to face with that question. You know, who am I? Who am I if I'm not doing what I'm best at? Right, you know? exactly. That came to me last year because you know I'm not playing games, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. So I really had to. So when you know basketball is sort of taken away from me a little bit or frustrating me, I really had to kind of try and figure that out. Um, you know, if you don't have it figured out, it can really lead to some depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying you have to have it figured out in any way, you know, but it's just it's good to have something that something else to focus on. Right, you know? exactly. Definitely helps out. Yeah. Okay, so this is actually something that kind of interests me a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because I know I know what it's like for me being here, but what is it like kind of being uh, not kind of but being a black athlete at a Sort of pretty much a PWI. Yeah, so. It's oh man, I got this. It's just it's very interesting. That's the nice way of putting it. But like, you kind of just you have to learn like who wants you for you and who wants you just because you play a sport. Yeah. Like, you know, you have people out in the world who will want to be your friend. You know, when things are going well. And like you're having success in your sport on the court, wherever it is, and then you have people like who don't care whether you score thirty or score three. Like they're still gonna be your friends, mm-hmm. and just trying to find those people as like a person of color at a predominantly white institute, like it's it's definitely hard just because not everybody has their best interest at heart. And then just feeling like feeling represented at times, you know. Like I look around and. They say about a lot. They talk about a lot of these uh, black athletes, but I don't see a lot of them. And the ones that I do see, like it's just us. And even if you go past being an athlete, like just a person of color, it's like that also weighs on your mentals too. Just because, and from the standpoint of you don't that underrepresentation makes you feel like you're not as valued in the community, and you really have to understand, like, no, I I am valued. Like I do have a sense of worth if that makes sense, to just... And it's sad that you even have to think about it, but that's the case, Mm -hmm. being a black athlete and just being a black person on the predominantly white institute campus. Like, But I'll just say it's interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of... That was really interesting to me because I feel like... I feel like that can definitely um, have an effect on your mental health 
kind of you know feeling with the feeling of play stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's definitely. So you know, I appreciate you kind of speaking on that a little bit. Yeah, bro, it's it's tough and like it's not not everybody's gonna understand it when they're not in it, but like when you can like live in it, that's the thing, that's how I that's been a big thing for me to figure out this year is how to like live with it, just be myself in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of lost a little bit of that last year at times, yeah. but like so far this year, I feel like I've really been like just me you know whoever I come across whoever I interact with I'm just gonna be me mm-hmm. and if you like it you like it okay that's cool if you don't like it I'm not about to change myself I'm just gonna be me like cause mm-hmm. this is how God made me exactly. everything that I am it, that's who I'm gonna be and today I'm not gonna be nobody fake mm-hmm. so oh, for sure yeah so I know your dad's a pastor mm-hmm. um so how did how did um how did religion kind of play into um, helping improve your mental health? Because I know for me, um, mm-hmm. there were a lot of nights where I just had to pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, had to kind of step in the word a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I wasn't, my family wasn't super religious growing up, so I kind of had to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just kind of talk about, you know. Like how like religion has helped my mental health, like. Not grow, but just yeah. Like how has yeah. how has it helped it become better? Essentially, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, my parents, my family's very religious. I'm religious, but I didn't really know God until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Just for myself and me having a real authentic relationship with Him, not as an extension of my dad or of my family, but just like me, me and the Lord. But um, it helped me build a routine, you know, because. Every morning, I get up, do my devotional, I pray, I get in the Word, same thing, like, later in the day. And doing that every day just gives me a sense of fulfillment. And then it lets me, like, by reading the Word, I'm reading that, okay, I may not have been the only person to ever go through these struggles, like, in the history of man. Mm -hmm. But putting my faith in this one central person, like, putting my faith in God gives me hope and reassures me that I'm not alone. And that definitely helps me because, you know, like we've been saying this whole time, when you're up here far away from home, you know, things, some things may not be going right. You may be having some struggles of whatever. You feel like you're alone mm-hmm. and you don't know who you can turn to. So being able to turn to the word, being able to just pray, you know, get on my knees and just ask the Lord for help, you know, plays a big, a big, big role. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> talked about before that that was a month month long, month and a week, whatever it is, winter break. break. Yeah. That's when you you really test it on feeling alone, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we're walking back from practice and it's fifteen degrees outside, it's snowing. Black. Yeah. It's dark outside, every dorm room light uh, is cut off. Lights cut off, there's no yeah. lights going on. So it's definitely you know, being able to have that relationship with God really helps, um helps when yeah, like you said, helps you know not feeling alone. Yeah, um, and then being able to build that like relationship with other people through God mm-hmm. and like strengthening both relationships at the same time as a result of those two relationships intertwining with each other is it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like having Dan here yeah. and just getting a fellowship with you guys like that's just that's helped me so much this year, and I know like I needed it this year because I understand how up and down I was last year. So, but I've been very, very stable pretty much this year, which has been nice, you know. Haven't gotten too high, haven't really gotten too mm-hmm. low. So, but just having that, that outlet, 
has definitely helped. Dan, I hope you hear this. You're yeah, Dan, if you're listening, you know, you, we Sarah. definitely we appreciate you 100%. <laughs> More than you know, Dan. Thank you. Yeah. You could say anything to your 15-year-old self right now about the struggles that he was in. What would it be? And what advice would you give him? It's a good one. Let me think here. I think some advice I would give him was definitely to... You know, obviously, knowing this now, I would definitely tell myself to find another outlet mm-hmm. out of basketball. Um, you know, I mentioned before, basketball was really the only thing I felt like I was good at. Um, so when you're not doing that one thing, you're not doing it good. Definitely, you know, it led to a lot of depression, just mm-hmm. being honest. Yeah. Um, 15. Really, I would just tell him to keep pushing, you know. Thankful that I did, of course. Um, well, maybe for you, you know, 16, 17, because you are 21, you a lot older. <laughs> so, a lot older. It's I forgot. My <laughs> 15 for you was like over that. Yeah, that's a lot. Six years. Yeah, Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of basketball just affected everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, 15, 16, you know, I was in a relationship. Right. I think I told you this before, like, on game days, I wouldn't even talk to her. Yeah, um, you so locked in. So locked in, just focus on basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's good to a point, but it yeah. gets to a point where it's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I play have a bad game. I don't, you know, necessarily treat her the right way. Yeah. Um, at that point, I'm still distancing, like distancing myself from certain people in school. Um, just kind of being alone, stuff like that. So I really just. I would tell myself to keep pushing. Um, there were a lot, there were a lot of days and nights where I thought I couldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today, you know. Um, yeah, what about you, though? Oh, 15, 16. Uh, I'd say don't you don't have it all figured out, but that's okay. Yeah. Just cause like every every kid wants to have think they know everything. They have everything like figured out. Everything's gonna go where it's supposed to go because they control it how they want to doesn't work like that bro uh-huh. like you do one thing and then the universe flips it on you and then the you know, opposite thing happens so just that and just just enjoy it you know I feel like I got so caught up at one point especially like in high school with you know it was fun I enjoyed it but I didn't really enjoy it as much as I could have because I was trying to get somewhere get somewhere get somewhere always get somewhere yeah. else I feel that. And then I got there, yeah, but, like, I wish I enjoyed it more. But that's pretty much what I would say, yeah. You know, so I know you do some yoga. I do some yoga. I know for me, doing that, kind of helping stretch my body, stuff like that, really helps me kind of ease my mind a little bit. You know, again, it's another way to relieve some stress. Does it do the same thing for you? Most definitely. Just, like, being able to connect with my body and just allow my entire body to become loose and free. I feel like it just takes the stress off, takes the dead weight off, you know, that's been affecting me. Even if I don't realize it, but you know, just every now and again doing some yoga, trying to stretch, just, it definitely makes me feel refreshed and feel like I can keep continuing to do what I gotta do. So it's definitely, it's needed. Yoga plug, y'all, y'all better go now yoga. No cap. Okay, so knowing 
knowing what we went through last year, mm-hmm. um, especially during the winter, stuff like that, is there anything different that you plan on doing? Because winter break's coming up in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. Right. Is there anything different that you plan on doing that, um, that you think will really help you out? Honestly, no. Just because, like, I've built this routine and I've built what I've been doing since September. Mm-hmm. And it's been working well. So I'm really just going to stay on it. Yeah. You know, stay in the word, finding my out my outlets, you know, to take my mind off basketball. Just really, you know, educate myself on poli sci stuff, you know. Find other things to do. Because we're going to have a lot of time outside of not playing basketball. Mm-hmm just to ourselves and you know I don't want to spend it just looking at a wall 100% so probably just gonna do the same things this was this was fun though I appreciate you allowing me to have this opportunity I hope all y'all listening understand that you're not alone in this situation and no matter what you think you're going through is it's the worst thing in the world just remember it gets greater later and with those closing remarks from Caleb uh, that'll wrap us up here Again, shout out to him for coming on and taking the time to share his story, share some words of encouragement and stuff like that. Um, I also really appreciate you for taking the time to listen. And until next time, take care.